0: When the meek needs saving and corporate needs ratings, you turn to the heroes of the LUQ. Welcome back to the experience. I'm Warren Rustboro. And I'm Dirk Bradley, chief suspect in Warrior
1: Rusty Bros. attempted murder.
0: How in the Lord's name did you come to that conclusion?
1: Well, first of all, Bernard's out because apparently he was in jail at the time of the incident for a totally
0: unrelated mailbox-related incident. Good, great. I'm glad we can cross him off the list. Right. And it can't be Madame Reviews, despite her broken heart. Because
1: she was bedridden and chock-full of laudanum on account of her consumption, whatever that is. Also, I made her up.
0: So this is what I've come to? Watching a chimp in bicycle shorts and a blazer cross perverts and nobodies off of a yarn board of unrelated facts? Somehow all for my benefit? I mean, I didn't have anything else planned for the day. What about, I don't know, the news? What about the fact that Elstair, the up-and-coming lore-barred wild magic sorcerer, has joined the motley masquerade right out of novice rank after a special administrator session whose minutes have not yet been made public? Yesterday's news... Today's news, Dirk. One hour ago's news. But... No, Dirk, you have to understand. My life is my own. It's complicated and fraught with threats. The people on your list are in no way responsible for my recent assassination attempt. And neither are you. Well, if it wasn't me... It wasn't. But if it wasn't, why did I find this pointy technologue in my boom-boom room? This was in your
1: bathroom? See? I say some ding-dong word and you pick it right up. You get me. Dirk, I'm serious. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it didn't come out of me. <laughs> I learned my lesson munching metal after I jugged a vial of magnet juice to see if it would come through my belly. Only thing that came
0: through me was black and red and sad all over. We'll be back after these messages. But what about the news? I'm quickly learning the producers would rather have a dramatic cliffhanger from my personal life than any amount of actual journalism.
1: Huh. So... Wow. The prompter's been going this whole time? No, you idiot. Don't read parent theoreticals. Those are notes from producers. Why are you still reading this? Oh, good gods. Apparently, we'll be right back after this word from Elixir. You have problems. We have solutions. Was that the word? How? As you approach the doors of the training room, You find yourself nervous, unexpectedly. There doesn't seem to be any source to the anxiety, but it's there. It seems to be eating at you. A presence, something beyond your understanding. As you open the door, you are assaulted with a dazzling white light. The warmth of it permeates every inch of your flesh and burns away all your pains and fears. As the light fades and images in the space beyond resolve, you see a man wearing only a robe made of fishing nets. Hog on full display, sitting with one leg over the arm of a plush recliner. The creature has brown skin with a teal sheen to it. His every muscle seems chiseled from the marble of his flesh. In one hand, a trident, with which he makes a poking gesture at you. And the other, a cheap beer, being unceremoniously chugged. As he finishes the beverage, he crushes the container on his head, which is all the more impressive when you realize it was a steel flagon.
2: (laughs) What the fuck?
1: He then stands to his full height, easily a couple of heads over your own. From his back, great scaly oceanic wings unfurl, and the breeze they create smells faintly of sea spray and beer. Lots of beer. He opens his arms, trident still in hand. Hey! Tungurah! You got another beer? You no, know I do, me old son. Bust open the cooler? I do so. Right. So how you been? Uh, you know, it's
3: it hasn't been too bad. I, I'm still working on everything, but... Uh, yeah, we've got to fight some cool shit. And uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about where I've been, but, you know, I've been places. I was back on Ethel toy, I've been doing right. It's good. Yeah, how is everyone? You know? I mean... Oh, great, as Morty. Well, the numb? No, no, my my dog, the one that I named after the Mortal Dawn's dog. You know, and I have to. He has to stay on Toa because after the cult incident, the the second cult incident back on my home plane, we just decided it was easiest if the dog didn't live on the material plane. You know, Morty. He's probably around. Almost around me, old son. Your
1: home plane, Toa. I mean, <laughs> tell that to Mom. I have Look Fact is We're dealing with some problems Quite a few problems Probably more than Anybody's been letting
3: on You think? I mean it's a plane of infinite battle And I can't imagine Things are usually sunshiny there Well um, Don't surprise you nothing, But
1: um, We're losing
3: Get out of town Nobody ever loses It's infinite battle Everyone always fights to stalemate And then the next dawn It all starts over again
1: he places his very large hand on your shoulder. Listen, son. We're losing. We're losing, bad. Tungaroa, that's not
3: possible. Not unless, not unless, well, you know, not unless the end is coming.
1: He doesn't break your gaze. Shit. I don't know. I've done as much research as I can, and quite frankly, I haven't been able to find anything. But, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to talk about that stuff
3: yeah I'm supposed to find my coach did you scare him off when you showed up I'm your coach what yeah you're not a coach (laughs) I'm your coach you're a you're a I gesture broadly (laughs) fish god yeah that (laughs) right well I'm here anyway well cool uh what's the contest drinking (laughs) no no not quite it's probably for the best you could always drink like a fish eh
1: (laughs) (laughs) you bastard no, no. Uh, well, frankly, I think you've been spending a little bit too much time wandering around here. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill you. What? Hey, I'm going to kill mom you. Did mum put you up to this? Nah, I'm putting myself up to it. Right before I put you up against that wall. I'm going to kill you.
3: Well, then, uh, I suppose I shall have to try and stop
1: you. Let me smack yourself up a bit. Bobby will You ready for it? In a minute? Uh, yeah. Uh, do I get... Any equipment for this? I mean, whatever you're wearing. Right. Look at you, you're easily equipped. You can handle it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look at these trousers. Look like you wear a pad, Norma. Is that padded? Yeah, it's just for impact. Mm. Shameful. I thought you was trained for doing, what's it called? Um, fold plate. Why you to wear a fold plate? Uh,
3: oh, it's too heavy. Well, it's not too heavy. It restricts my movement too much. I uh, can't afford it. Yeah, I mean that too the league's got rules about how much we're allowed to spend and full plate is a pretty penny <laughs> restrictions you wear what you gotta wear
4: says the guy with his dick out <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah he wears what he has to wear
1: which is nothing true oh <laughs> well, I'm very excited to be seeing you again and the fact is I'm glad I've all it when they reach out to me well didn't quite reach out to me I more reached out conceptually into the space and found out that somebody needed something for you. Ah, sorry. I'm getting out of that. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. I'm getting out of that. Plural space again. Didn't mean all that. Good. Because I didn't follow it anyway. Well, yeah, quite frankly, I think they were supposed to be paying somebody. But now I'm here, and um, whoever they sent is wherever I was. Hal's eyes
3: get a little bit big? Does it? Did it ever occur to you that might be why they're losing? Oh, Well, if the coach here is where you were that means that you're not on Ethel Toa no 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 it's about five minutes ago oh. I'm trying sure to handle himself He look competent Hal how, how, how just laughs and goes we'll, he'll have some stories I'm sure
2: <laughs>
3: <coughs> Right, let's going yeah I think I'd probably better use this and instead of taking my glaive I take the Chivalric edge and a shield probably stand a little bit bitter to have two shields in this case but uh i didn't bring a spare <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'll do my best not to um kill you too bad yeah i mean you know i'm sure you can fix it if you do it's what Mum did we're not on ethel Toa, but you're pretty powerful pretty powerful i'm among the most powerful yeah well we'll see about that won't we and i
1: bang my shield are <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky bastard he raises his trident and flicks it as if he were shedding water. And a considerable torrent of water spills out of it, or what you assume to be water. But when it begins to sizzle on the ground, boiling away the floor, you realize this might not be what you expect. Roll initiative.
3: Death. That's what I expect. Swift
1: death. It's a water level. What'd you get for your initiative?
3: With my advantage from book reading, 19. 19 excellent yeah and he only got a 10 so you're actually going to be going first nice i would have beat him with my other roll too then that
1: i had an 11 <laughs> all right so you got 20 seconds if you're dead in 20 seconds you lose that's it
3: how's that wheel all right then i will pull my shield out and cast shield of faith on myself <laughs> to open up That's rock solid I don't think it's going to help because he's probably got like a plus 16 to hit anyway But (laughs) That's
1: ridiculous Why would he have plus 16 to hit? He's a fish god
5: (laughs) (laughs) Or a regular person from Pathfinder
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right
3: Anything else? That's my bonus action Uh, Sure, I'll use my readied action to dodge (laughs) Nice, okay, I like that Anything else? I mean, I guess I could run to the corner of the room and just try and create as much distance as I can. But he has wings, so I'm not really thinking I'm going to be able to outmaneuver him.
1: Well, maybe. I'll move to the corner of the room. All right, cool. Swip. There we go. That's a move in action and a bonus. Excellent. He's going to take his action. And uh, with his fly speed of 120, we're going to see if he can get to you. Yeah. Within an instant. He is already on top of you, quite literally, as he begins to orbit above you, almost showboating before he drives his trident into your body. 100 damage. I try and block with my shield. He has disadvantage on this roll because I dodged him. Nice. Well, he would have gotten a 30, (laughs) (laughs) but instead he gets a 21. Even with my
3: shield and shield of faith, that only puts me at 20. So 21 will still hit. Oh, oh yeah.
1: no. But if you're right. wearing
3: plate, though, you would have had
6: a 22. If I was wearing plate, so I would have right. had 22. Yep. The lessons he's teaching you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you take 21 slashing
3: damage. Okay. All right. 21. Yep. This is great. On the first attack. And 24 uh, radiant damage. All right there is good news okay as an awesomear I resist the radiant damage nice and I only take 12. very nice yes so I have I have taken a mere 33 points of damage on the first round how much health do you have left on his first attack that's true yeah on his first attack in the first round I have 29 hit points remaining nice his second attack still at disadvantage
1: it was 16. Now it's 15. Alright, that misses me. Nice! So that's the first round, and that makes it your turn.
3: Uh, I took 33 points of damage. I think so. I have a DC 16 concentration check to make Ah, for my (laughs) shield of faith. Perfect! Hey, uh, that's a
4: pass. I rolled an 18. Beautiful. Even Iavos can live 33 damage. I've got 34 hit points. Yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was curious actually if if that was one Iavos per round. Pretty much. her attack. And that makes it your turn. Okay. Well. Hmm. You know what you have to do. Do, do I? Old
4: dick twist. The <laughs> <laughs> sunder
3: down under. All right. I'm going to. <laughs> He's got no protection. <laughs> <laughs> sunder down under. I'm going to lay on hands myself and restore 10 hit points. Nice. That's good. That's going to be my opening move. And then as a bonus action, I don't think I can withstand another one of those. Dodge did not help that terribly much. It's time to rage. Okay. This costs me Shield of Faith because I can't concentrate on it while raging. Right. But it will mean I resist the slashing damage and the radiant damage. Ooh. Which might mean that I survive his next two attacks. Hey, you can only (laughs) hope. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? That's my action and my bonus action, and I'm not in a huge hurry to move and provoke. So (laughs) You're also in a corner.
1: (laughs) I'm also in a corner.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh,
1: No, I think I'm good. All right, cool. Let's see if I want to do something else here. Nah, I don't want to be cruel. He's just going to attack you. Okay. The first attack is a 29. 29 will hit. Okay. The second attack is a 22. 22 will hit. Okay. All right.
3: Lay that damage on me. That is 26 radiant. 26 radiant, half to 13. Yes. And only 18 slashing. All right, halved to nine. How are you doing? I have taken 45 damage. I have 62 max, so I have 17 left.
1: Okay. Is that cool. how math works? Let's see those numbers. <laughs> You're down. Yeah. So he drives his trident through your clavicle, past your armor, directly into your heart. It's a sensation you're familiar with. And suddenly things start going black. You can feel peace. In the void, you see a vast vertical black line with white light spilling from either side, beckoning you forward. And as you reach out for it, a large brown and teal hand grabs your own and drags you screaming back into your own body. You awaken at full health. How long was that? He grabs a stopwatch that's hanging from his nets and looks at it. That was about almost 12 seconds. All right. Yeah, that 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 about tricks. All right. Now this time, what you gonna do is you're gonna hit me. You got three rounds. Go. Are you counter-attacking? Let's we'll see how the mode takes me. I'll swap to
3: my bone halberd then. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, same initiative order. All right. I will recklessly attack. Nice. Go for it. Yeah, and let's lay into him. Well, well, with my bonus action, I shall rage, and then I lay into him with a reckless attack. All right, with a bone halberd. That's not a critical, which is a pity. <laughs> it's a nineteen on the die. All right. I'm. Oh, actually, I was going to say. I assume that hits. I don't actually know. Does. 25 hit his AC. It does. Okay. <laughs> I realized I should probably check. Rather comfortably. Yeah, Okay. Good. So he's going to take... Oh, no. Great Weapon Master. I get to oh. reroll the one. What? Uh. It's a three. Mm. Mm. So, how's a eight damage treat him? Oh,
1: <laughs> staggering. <laughs> truly, truly brutal.
3: Uh, what kind of damage is that? Uh, it is slashing. Magical? Uh, yes, it is magical slashing. Okay, so
1: that's just a straight up eight, good to know. Yep. It's magical slashing damage. Hit me with this with this bone. Got me hit me with bone. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna do nothing. You need to do anything else? I don't really have anything else to do. <laughs> Alright. In his turn, he casts invisibility on himself. Alright. <laughs> Come on, hit me. I know you can. You can hear his voice, but it seems dissonant and echoing off the walls. Mm-hmm. 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 So, roughly in the same space I was, He's just going to hit me. All right.
3: Well, I mean, I guess I can. This divine Sense is an action, so
1: it's either that or attack. Mm-hmm. That seems like bullshit. It's an action. Divine Sense really sucks. It's so, so not that
3: useful. Divine <laughs> Sense is an action. Lay on Hands is an action, and radiant consumptions in action. So mm-hmm. as an action,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I will activate my Aasimar aura. All right. Hal's fiery wings appear on his back as Ooh. I shed bright light in an area and provided he's still within 10 feet of me, he takes three radiant damage, assuming he doesn't
1: resist it or immune to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I like that. He does not have any damage immunities, just resistances. So All he right. takes three one, rounded down would be three, one. Three rounded down, one damage. That's because of the fish part, not the gods. Right, exactly. exactly.
3: <laughs> the fish resist. His, his fishy weakness. <laughs> fish fear no gods. <laughs> fish fear no gods. <laughs> Excellent. Uh that's my here. action. I don't really have a bonus action I can use. So that, that's gonna
1: that's gonna do it alright cool um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else he wants to do other than just stand there and see if you can hit him what <laughs> <laughs> slap the halberd out of his hand <laughs> <laughs> just, just pluck it alright I'm not moving you're just gonna hit me come on I love you you can do this alright just doesn't move
3: just, he doesn't say anything he just stands there and waits did he just give me bardic inspiration is that what you asked? no said? he's me <laughs> bardic inspiration come on you can do this I believe in you all right, uh, I will reckless attack the the space that he was previously in. Awesome, which Let's should
1: cancel cancel out the. It'll the cancel out the
3: disadvantage for me not being able to see him. Yeah, yeah, that's all it's going to do for me. You can do it, baby. Uh, no, I can't. That's oh. uh, a ten.
1: Boy, does that not do it? Yeah,
3: no, that's a four
4: plus six. <laughs> I didn't even hit a seven foot guy in a fishnet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As you strike at the empty air, he you feel somebody pulling on the halberd. What are you doing?
3: Come on. Get better than this. All right. Is it my turn again? Yes. I'm going to stop raging. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use Divine Sense as an action until the end of my next turn. I know the exact position of any celestial Mm
1: -hmm. fiend or undead within 60 feet of me. And he is indeed celestial. Yeah. As soon as you turn on your Divine Sense, you can see him glowing Hanging in the air, just next to you, you realize you'd missed him by quite a bit.
3: Makes sense. At the end of my turn, he does take another one point mm. of radiant damage, which
1: mm. he would have last time
3: too, actually. So please, please credit me my one additional point, baby. Yeah, I think that might get me to ten now. You're bringing that house that I've done. That is eleven. Oh, yeah, Ooh, yes. Yeah, 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 All right, yeah. uh, that ends that ends that turn because that's my action to divine sensing. Right, I'm setting up. I'm setting up. I want you to give me an Opposed Athletics check. not raging anymore.
1: Correct. 22? He rolled Fat Dungus, so All he right. actually got a 13. All right. <laughs> he tries to pull gently and seems to try to like pry it out of your hand, expecting you to just kind of give in and realizing that you actually have quite a bit of strength of your own, you manage to pull the halberd free of his grip. Cool. Knocking him off balance, I will then reckless
3: attack him while I know where he is. Very good.
6: Wait, Wait, so why are you not raging anymore?
3: I'm not raging because... You turned it off for Divine Sense. I turned it off to use Divine Sense. I technically could probably use it while raging, but I wouldn't have attacked and it would have gone away anyway. You take one damage, it stays on. Oh, that's true. I'm also taking radiant oh. damage from my ability. Oh. Good reminder, Angelo. Yeah, you
6: have a perpetual rage machine because yeah. you hurt yourself. <laughs> I thought that was the combo.
4: Just like Johnny Cash. That's
3: fine. Yeah. All right. Smack! 21. That's a hit. Yeah, I, I was really hoping for the crit,
4: but <laughs> aren't we always? It's
3: my only. It's my <laughs> only prayer of even mildly inconveniencing him. I got two crits in my
4: challenge, and I still bombed right, it. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. I will go ahead and smite him. Ooh, nice. All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and since he's celestial, not undead or a fiend, it won't deal extra. So he takes. Ooh, ten All on my right. D10. This is already better. Uh, Plus another 13 on the D8s is 23 plus three. So 26 points of damage. Nice. Of that, 13 is radiant. Ah.
6: Once per turn, you get to do your level in damage. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Angelo. So actually, 19 is radiant. Ooh. Yeah and then the other, the rest of it, whatever that was. The other part. Thirteen. Thirteen was slashing, magical slashing. Okay. And
1: nineteen was radiant. All right, all right, good, good. Yes. You're not far. Not to killing him, mind. No, it is. (laughs) All right, cool. But unfortunately, that is the end of your opportunity. As you land a solid blow directly to his sternum, he kind of lets out a little bit of air as though he's been winded also good stuff right there very happy about it very happy about it come on be proud hey throwing your throwing your weapons around
3: yeah you know I'm not bad on my own
1: hey Raw.
3: but uh, I fight better with my team
1: well right. yeah I understand It'd be part of the reason I was going here is so I wanted to see how you're doing I want to make sure you're alright and all that so I want to make sure you I want to make sure you're ready Ready for what? It's your ma. Well, oh,
3: what'd she do now? She's gonna be calling you. Ah, I've been trying to call her for weeks. She's not answering. She keeps blaming me for killing my aunt. Nah, no, I don't mean to cry.
1: I mean he, she's gonna call you. She's gonna drag you there. Oh shit! Hey, the fact this. with things going the way they are, there's a good chance we're gonna to have to be all hands on deck.
3: <sighs> all right, we'll. I've seen what happens when somebody leaves the league without filing the
1: appropriate paperwork, so I suppose I'd probably better start it now. And I'm sure you also know what happens to those who refuse the call. You don't want to be resurrected on the other side, son. With your goals, best you comply.
3: Yeah, I know. It's always a bit of tricky business. Wishing that Mum would lose just to be able to rub her face in it, and then also knowing that if she ever lost the entire universe would end
1: ah universe where's the universe this is a universe that's a universe yeah sure maybe that particular plane might fall apart I don't believe in the idea of the end of universe it's too much too big there's plenty of fish in the sea that was stupid you're that stupid bad no you're bad <laughs> I'm trying here you know if I'm lying you knew that right I'm bad at model humour it's all too linear I tried to watch some of them comedy shows you have on as many as I could not a single laugh. Nothing. I know someone like that. Look, let's talk about your form, all right? Your um what do they call it? Uh rage. No, they call it a zone. You're getting in your zone, right? Yeah. You're special like that. Most of the people who are like you tend to get very angry. And I sort of seeing a bit of that. I'm seeing a lot of it actually. There's a problem. So somebody hasn't been training you. They haven't been focusing that. They haven't been keeping your mind on it. So you're starting to turn more to rage. You're starting to get harder and harder for you to focus. You have no focus. What are you going to do? Not much, if uh, they... And I point at the teeny-tiny scratch on his
3: chest. Is, is he any indication?
1: Oh, Fish God, what are you going to do? Stab me? Well, I didn't expect you to do terribly well. You're still young. You haven't uh, come into your full potential, as they say. But the fact is, I need you to understand, you don't believe in anything. Nothing. I can see that. Plain as day. That has nothing to do with me being a celestial. That has to do with you, not really... F- feeling it anymore why aren't you feeling it anymore
3: I don't I'm not sure how much I can uh, officially discuss with you and I kind of glance down at my bracer and kind of around the room and I say I know the uh, the league isn't quite what I expected and uh, my team's not quite what I expected holding you back, slowing you down Yeah, maybe, just having second thoughts Don't get don't get me wrong. I still want to you know live up to what what dead did, but uh, you know it's
1: it's just a weird place. First off, it's a botany, you know. Second thoughts tend to be last thoughts. Second thoughts say you get yourself killed.
3: I don't make a habit of thinking about things more than once, usually. So
1: I noticed that, and that's probably a good thing, especially when you're in your zone. But let's level with you: if you're not being careful. And you don't believe in nothing. You're not alone for this world. And you're going to be pulled out of it. Against your will. And no one wants that. I don't want that. Even if you are going to be hanging out with us after that. I mean, don't give it wrong. Having drinks every night is going to be nice. Once you're dead. Yeah.
3: Tungaroa. Um. You know a minute ago. When you stabbed me. (laughs) As you do. I didn't think the gate to Etheltoa looked like the X's. You pulled me away from a black line in the sky with white light on either side it looked kind of like the Exus when the Volkov sphere is behind it I'm sorry it looked like the what, the what? I, I gesture at the 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 building that we're in the, the Exus we're in we're in the, the big old spot have you not been outside I have no idea what you're talking about wait I know something you don't know I'm never letting you leave this down I've been outside it's just a void there's nothing there what do you mean? There's nothing there. Where, where, where are we standing right now? We're standing in a tower. Hey, you stand in a building. It's all been built. Well, I don't know what you're
1: talking about a big tower. Well, huh, huh.
3: Tonga Roa. I I like I pull out like a sketch pad and I'm like, all right, this down here is error. We don't talk about error, so just pretend that that's not there. And hey, I didn't Say that. Already, uh, already forgotten. And then sticking up out of error is the great, is the axis. It's this great big tower. And up here somewhere, it doesn't really matter. Scale's not really important on an infinitely tall object. Uh, is hub? It's this little, like, little satellite collar thing that surrounds the axis. That's, that's the building that we're standing in right now. Right. But it's I'm there. I'm uh, familiar. It's
1: around the axis. I have no idea what he's talking about, but that's not important. If you if you're seeing axes when you die, maybe that's just Ethel Tower looking like a weapon. That's normal. Things look different to everybody like an axe though you don't wield an axe
3: no 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 an axis exis, like a like a like a like a, um, a spear like an organisation of evil aligned uh, nations you know <laughs> some sort of yeah.
1: <laughs> look if this is one of those mortal jokes you're going to have to explain it to me later But well, know uh here's what we're going to do you're going to spend some time thinking about what you want here and I'm sure you're not sure what you want but in time it'll come to you and um, hopefully you get a little bit more time here before you disappear and if not well too bad you be there oh you know it alright just make sure that when you disappear when the call comes make sure you're not near anyone your mother she's been a bit feisty and she can't really control or focus On too many things at once anymore A bit, um, preoccupied
3: That doesn't sound like mum at all
1: She's usually got a lot of irons in the fire Literally Right now she's fighting on six different fronts At the same time While simultaneously trying to make sure That little tower don't fall into darkness So, forgive her her distractions I
3: mean We'll see
1: about that Anyway Anything else I can do for you? You got another beer? There's a cooler for that's crack one. Oh, eight. sounds good to me. He sits down on the one chair that's there, kicks back, grabs a beer, pours it into a completely newly manifested flagon,
3: and then starts drinking from it. I take a beer and then I sit on the cooler. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Grandor grind, grit. Grand? hey <laughs> Rusty. I got you on scry a while back. I'm there almost every day. Yeah, well I'm not.
7: For one thing, my bootleg resonance crystal can only pick up a signal at a certain planar alignment. Plus, it's not like I've got all the time in the world to watch other people work. Sometimes I wish the dwarven work ethic stereotypes weren't so on the nose for yours truly, ah. Huh? Lately,
0: mine's been pushed to its limits. That's what brings you back home. I thought for sure we'd seen the last of you. In a manner of speaking, yes. And I should hope you might keep a stone tongue about seeing me. Yeah, cause I was itching to get a head short of the treason. Ha! Couldn't hurt your
7: looks. He's greasing me up for something with all his compliments. Yeah, about that. This is a beaut. This some of that interplanar stuff? Lords below. I
0: wish I could get a hold of some more of that Nexus tech. You can keep this one, if you can tell me what it is. And maybe after a few subpoenas. Yeah, and why me? Could you just drop it off at L-U-Q-R-N-D and get it back ASAP? For one thing, you've got more magic tech in your milky eye than half of that R&D staff. For another, I can't trust them to be discreet. I did figure you came back for a drink and a reminisce. But this sounds like a big deal. You sure you want me on it? Grinder, if this plays out right, I'm going to need to keep my ace on this side of the cosmic card table. Always had a lousy poker face. Let's hope next time you see me, I won't need one.
8: We're about to witness a planar phenomenon.
9: A keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Well howdy adventurer, y'all look hungry from a long day of questin'. Put down the dry rations and get yourself to Darn Good Grub's Full Plate Diner. It's an all-you-can-eat Dwarven smorgasbord. We got more braised boar and beef brisket than you can beat with a battle axe. Get our new mega-flagon of Dwarven Ale, now available in 64 ounces and kid sizes. Leave your good berries for the elves and come on down to Darn Good Grub's Full Plate Diner. Come hungry, leave encumbered.
0: Hey all you cuties. I came here
4: to read the mid roll and eat cheese, and I'm lactose
0: intolerant.
4: As you may have heard on social media or the Discord, we were caught off guard when we realized that the LUQ became three years old at the start of this month. We're sorry there wasn't any kind of special three-year anniversary episode or anything like that, but the fact that we were very distracted by making our bad, bad brains create the content that you love to consume is hopefully enough to say that we love you very much. We couldn't have made it where we are without our fans. And if the numbers keep growing, then we're sure to hit four years in no time. And by no time, I mean exactly one more year. So please, tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best tool at our disposal. Without it, we wouldn't have folks like our Patreon supporters. If you want to join the Patreon, there are some amazing rewards, like our new LUQ-themed character sheets, a ton of great D&D content, and if you want to make a character to join the show as meta, you can join one of the Battle Axis tiers, or if you want to join a legendary team to be mentioned in the mid-roll, that is also an option. Our current legendary mid-roll teams are The Titans Rise, The Twilight Concord, The Forgotten Legacy, and The Ceaseless Horde with Dave Mladenov, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Patch Perryman, and Jeff Emmons. If you like to make stuff and it happens to be LUQ-themed stuff and you want to send it to us to get it hung in the studio or put on social media, you can do that, assuming it's not homemade food, to P.O. Box 230091, Tigard, Oregon, 97281. If you'd like to get a personal message on the show or an ad for a project, product, or company that you're working with that we think fits our content, or some kind of long-term advertising situation, you should email us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. We make a very good commercials. We need more Twitch followers. Our Twitch streams are a ton of fun, and we wanna hang out with you while we play games. Monday nights, Dana hosts brand new episodes of the LUQ. Wednesday nights, me and Zach play our cooperative Pokemon Soul Link Nuzlocke. Thursday nights, Dana plays some cool games with PennyPlays. And you can join us during the rest of the week for whatever we have time for. So happy, happy three-year LUQversary to all of our great fans. I think we're supposed to get flowers, but all we really want is followers, because bringing our show to new years fills us with joy. See you on the Discord, I hope. Join the Discord. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the Battle Axis. This is
1: a bit of a noise warning to those of you with sensitive ears. The upcoming commercial has some pretty graphic chewing sounds, and the end roll of this episode has some pretty volatile stomach issues play out. If that sounds like a concern, go ahead and skip them. And apologies to those of you with bone-conducting headphones for the screams depicted in episode 41. That can't have been fun.
0: We finally made it. After all our searching, we found the hiding
9: place of the treasure.
4: There is a great evil here. We should tread carefully.
9: You can say that again. Who dares to enter my domain? It is a lich. We've come for your treasure. Long have we sought it. And how do you plan on taking it? By
0: whatever means necessary.
9: Well, why don't you just... Ask! I may be an evil, corrupt old bastard, but that doesn't mean I can't share! Behold the treasure you seek! Chocolate cocoa rooms with marshmallow skulls! Rich, chocolatey flavor! Gooey, sweet marshmallow bits! and all the vitamins and nutrients needed to make it part of a well-balanced breakfast. By the gods, it's beautiful. Delicious. So chocolatey. Wait, cereal. We've traveled all this way for some dumb sugary cereal. I left my wife alone with our newborn son with the promise of treasure. It almost tore us apart. I have cereal at home. Not like this. It's just a stupid cereal. Silence! So good! Yes, yes! Eat as much as you want! (laughs) Chocolate cocoa runes with marshmallow skulls! Turns milk necrotic.
1: Penny, you open the door to the training room, and inside, you see a familiar sight. A large mass of furry flesh is curled up beneath an artificial sunbeam. In the corner is a bookish looking man, nervously fiddling with his sweater vest. Aw. Gilder? Penny? Is that you? It's been a minute. It has. Gilder stretches himself out his large paws, spreading out wide as he lets out a considerable, voluminous yawn. Ah, oh, I always say, if I didn't have hoofs, I would, uh... I'm very envious of your toe beans. My beans notwithstanding... I've been waiting for a while, not because I not because you're late or anything, just because I like these rooms, and it's not often I get to spend time in league sanctioned territory. I imagine so. Hmm, I'm very pleased with the illusory magic that they've been concocting. I really wish I could dig into Nexus's artifacts department, but unfortunately, they don't like cats in the workshop. I can't imagine why. No, I'm a delight. I've always thought so. What about you, Penny? How are you doing? Um,
5: well, to be honest, Gilder, things have been kind of strange lately for me. I'll say, you look like crap. Well, um... (laughs) (laughs) I... you're not the first person to tell me that.
1: No, really, a dried-out
5: turd on a bad stretch of road. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I I guess it's Gilder. Um, you can stop any time.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I want to bury you in sand with my gigantic toe beans.
3: That's, <laughs> <laughs> um... It's the very... sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very nice of you, Gilder. I'm not trying to be nice. I'm trying to comment on your aura, honey. And needless to say, slander is the color of my aura. Penny is going to
5: move into the room and kind of sprawl out in the sunbeam alongside Gilder. So, what's going on? Um, I don't quite know how to say this, but, um, a couple of nights ago, I had a
1: dream. (sighs) Well... I can't say I'm surprised. What does it mean? Well, first, are you talking about the dream or having one? Having one?
5: I've never dreamed before. Um, is there something wrong with me?
1: Yes. I, I mean, re- related to the dream. That too. Okay. Look, darling, my sweetest, most precious hoofed creature. When was the last time you did something good? And I don't mean, I don't know, getting a facial or getting a facial. I mean, <laughs> something good for goodness sake. Well, let me think.
5: Um, I helped Halifon finish his snacks. I guess that wasn't very good. Um, we helped that family. Oh, I also kind of threatened them. What did we do before that?
1: We've been so busy. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you, Penny? Where are you from? I'm from Evdemonia. Yes, and what is Evdemonia? To really put a fine point on it.
5: Oh, Evdemonia's
1: paradise. So a place of axial good? Oh, (laughs) Very much so. And would you say eating your friends' snacks and yelling at mommy and daddy is a good thing?
5: Well, I don't... Well, I, I mean, it depends how you look
1: at it. No, it doesn't. Well, that comes cupboard- You idiots, child, it does not depend. You are a creature of good. And every time you make a decision that is not aligned with good, you fracture yourself. He holds out his hand, and in it, a glass orb. He takes his claw and taps it, and as he does, you see a small set of spiderweb veins start to spread across the glass orb. This is you, and every time you tap, tap, Tap away. You're slowly fracturing yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe you want to be singular. Maybe you want to be one of these idiot individuals that live and die and then exist in some boring afterlife for the rest of eternity. But if you want to keep being yourself, you might want to consider considering less things. But...
5: uh, Nobody understands. In my life before, I never could have even conceived of these things. They never had this decision to make, but now all of a sudden because I
1: understand that there are more options, I can't take them? Normally these things take a very long time, but also normally you don't spend your days and nights wandering around with creatures whose primary focus is saving the day or deciding whether or not they want to steal or, I don't know, making moral choices like some kind of absurd storybook character.
5: Well... When Gaspar steals, he makes it
1: sound like it's the right thing. Yes, gray areas are a delightful benefit of being a singular creature, but you don't exist in the gray, you exist in the white or the black. And I don't want to remind you what happens when someone good goes bad. I wouldn't dream to try and tell you what to do, because, quite frankly, it's not in my, I don't know, wheelhouse. But what I can say is it's important for you to decide what you want to do. And that's the problem. The decision. Crippled with indecision you are. And I can see it in you.
5: So, if I decide that I just want to eat snacks and be a menace,
1: then I'm going to fragment? Possibly. As long as it's mostly for good, I think you're fine. But once you start deviating from your path, once you start violating your own instincts... Well, I just think the whole thing's very unfair. It's not meant to be fair, my darling. It's meant to be cruel. But you're not here to be scolded for deciding to eat snacks. You're here to be taught something. Now I have no desire to go running back and forth and engage in coaching. Ugh. I agree. But I'm sure you have questions. I
5: have been wondering some things. Um, When we met before at the Myriad Market, I started to ask you about Evdemonia. um, Yes? About the things that came before what I remember. I don't think we really had that conversation.
1: No, we didn't. Do you have something specific you'd like to know, or are you just posing riddles?
5: I've been trying all this time maybe not as hard as I should have to understand what this Zillow is what where it comes from can you tell me anything about it
1: the weapon well yes it is a weapon Mm, it is so much more than a weapon look what you wield is a conscious thing Sort of. Ideal and artifacts. And many of these artifacts are what one would consider sentient. Thinking things that bond to their user. Are you familiar with the lore of the hexblades? Um I'm not. I've never heard of such a thing. No, you wouldn't. Because for some reason your plane lacks the Shadowfell. What what is a Shadowfell? The Shadowfell is the flip side. To the Fae, the darkest and most cruel elements of us.
5: There. You're saying that there's such a thing as evil
1: Fae? Yes, very much so. After a fashion. The Shadow Fell is everything primal and base and dark in nature, whereas the Fae are supposed to be everything light, sort of. But these things tend to get blurred between lines. You cross from one plane to another and what the shadowfell means and what the Fae means can mean something entirely different, which is why your plane doesn't necessarily have the shadowfell. It has something else. Is is that unusual?
5: Very. What if it doesn't have a shadow fell, then what is this other thing that it has?
1: You've already seen it.
5: God, these
4: are <clears throat> yards. Yeah, I know. Sorry.
5: You're... You're referring to the shadow creature.
1: It extends a toe bean and taps you on the nose.
5: (laughs) Penny is a little unsure how to interpret this, but it seems slightly delighted for a moment. Um... So...
1: So what is that? That's not something I can tell you, because I'm not supposed to tell you. You see... See what I'm doing? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and that's why I am whole. Well, you make it seem really easy. It should be for you, too. And if it's not, that means something is wrong. (sighs) Yes, I know, cryptic. We're fae. Deal with it. So,
5: if I'm not supposed to ask, what is Zillos, then I suppose my question is, who is Zillos?
1: That is the right question. And a question for someone far more powerful than me. Who? Well, you know the old saying. Mother knows best. After each of your coaching sessions, you find yourselves back at your home. Hal is slightly drunk. (laughs) And you spend the evening relaxing. Taking time to yourselves. Because tomorrow... Things are going to get fabulous. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> My body is ready.
1: <laughs> so, you are all awakened at the crack of dawn by a knock at the door, loud and insistent. I'm already up. I'll get it. <laughs> no,
3: turn around. Go away. I'm oh, still sleeping it off, man. <laughs> just, just go away.
1: You open the door and Rain is standing there. Hello, Rain. Oh, good. You're already
4: uh, prepared. Where is everybody else? I'm awake. Uh, Let me go and rouse the others from their chambers. Sorry,
1: I can't tell whether that's a bathrobe or your normal thing. They make great pajamas.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me they're not ready? Uh, Depends on your definition. Emotionally, probably. Uh, Still sleeping, definitely. Marvelous.
1: Wake them up quickly and get them moving. Don't worry about clothes. You'll get them. I mean, wait, scratch that, put something on. I'll go and rouse the others gently, but effectively. You all feel a bony finger
5: <laughs> straight <laughs> up the butthole.
1: I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm very aroused. Cold as ice. <laughs> You're all eventually awakened. Uh, some of you, this is a reasonable time. And for others, less so. Hal is clearly hung over, having drank close to his record of beers. I packed us each a lunch.
4: It's soup. In a bag. (laughs) It's a leather sack of soup. Oh, it's just a paper bag. It's a very thick soup.
1: There you stand before Rain, who beckons to you hurriedly and leads you through elevators down to the nearest dock, out the dock, out towards the ring, through several pathways, down a back alley, into what looks like to all outside observers a uh, crappy dingy back door. fuck me
3: nice. could you not have stolen a, a, one of the golf carts for this
1: the what cart
3: you know the little um, little toot toot mobiles
1: that, that you guys have that drive around she looks incredulously at iavos expecting him to translate
4: <laughs> that's how <hell>, baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> look this is a very prestigious place and our slot is just barely on time, so if you could try to keep your thoughts internal, that would be ideal.
4: Sorry, apparently your coach had a drinking contest with Hal. He did what?
3: I
1: gave him a good one, though. Don't you worry about that. Dr. Amathark has never drank anything. His body is a temple. I've never heard of the man. Who did you drink with? Who did who coached you? No, uh, uh, no, not now. Sorry, I called in a favour to get the stylist. So let's put on our best faces. Quite literally, it sounds like. And.
3: Hal smashes his face, his hand up against his face, and goes, "All right, just give me a-, and I lay on hands and cure myself of a disease <laughs>
1: <laughs> or a poison." <laughs> you drop five of your points just to heal yourself yeah, to sober up.
4: <laughs> oh, I would drop a daily on a c- hangover cure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes please. exactly how kind of. <sighs> I'm returning. All
3: right, I'm tired, but I'm here. Let's do this. <sighs> I've met stylists before.
1: Okay, smiles everyone. She knocks on the door.
3: How smile is practiced and impeccable
6: Gaspar is going to pull at the cheeks of the severed head
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Is, is this good enough for you? oh I'm so sorry I you get used to not being around
6: just, just two that. fingers in the corner of the
1: mouth and pulling it you've got this Gaspar just gape friendly the door opens and there stands what looks like a lizard and I don't mean a lizard man I don't mean a dragon it's just a lizard it's very big, it has its hand on the knob, and it opens the door. It's a bi- bipedal? No. Like a monitor monodalizer oh, okay. standing on its back feet, oh, okay. having opened the door. It's very big. It promptly falls back to all fours, lets out a gentle but firm hiss, and begins walking into another room. Okay, right
3: back at you, mate. Let's go. Cold-blooded.
1: That's his assistant?
3: Don't worry about it. This is an unusual place. It's more like an... An... an, 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 an uh, 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 in and An... In- Usistent.
1: There we go. That's hard to say. Took the long way around to that punt didn't you? <laughs>
5: <laughs> the scenic route.
1: <laughs> she walks forward, following the lizard. You walk past a few doorways. Instead of doors, they have beaded curtains and seem to have perfumed smokes coming from them. Uh, Inside of each, you see what looks like some kind of bizarre spa treatment. One person seems to have their actual face being peeled off and another one with a new face being placed on. Uh, Another person seems to have their hair magically shorn off of their body, never to grow back again. But when you finally find your way to your destination, you don't see anything particularly unusual. It just looks like a salon. Four chairs lined up, And behind them is your stylist. He's a thickly-muscled, chocolate-skinned orc, with angular features effortlessly contoured. He wears a deep, deep, deep deep-cut lavender v-neck, revealing thick, luxuriant golden chest hair, which perfectly matches the foppish mop of curls on his head. The sides are shorn to reveal three deep scars running from both temples to the back of his neck. His yellow eyes glimmer as he sees you, and a snaggle-tusk grin splits his face. He opens his arms wide. Look at you beautiful bastards. Gods, damn it. Oh,
3: ho, 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 I'm so excited. Hal goes for a high five for Penny and just goes, all right. Many pities." No. I don't do many pities. That's not here. That's in another room. Oh,
7: never mind. But that's okay, you beautiful bastard. Don't you worry <laughs> about it. Ah,
4: Very nice to meet you. I am Iavos.
7: Iavos. I know who you are. You're going to be a challenge for me, but I'm
3: excited about it. Elephant Orson Jr.? I imagine you probably, if you know Iavos, you must know all of us. Uh, yeah, for
7: the most part. Uh, sorry, Al. Uh, you're, uh, right. You're the, you're the kid.
3: Penny, I'm very concerned all of a sudden.
7: You're not a challenge. Look at you. You're already made up. I have nothing I can do with you. But this one right here, he points to Gaspar with the head. Oh, a different face to de- decorate every single day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> i go for it.
6: Yes, I do kill for it every day.
7: (laughs) Uh, Y'all got a sense of humor. That's the best part. Uh, Patty, Patty. I mean, I've never had to put makeup on fur, but I'm excited to try. (laughs) All right. You ready? Let's do this thing. I'm so ready.
5: Every time he says her name with that tone, she just like her tail starts wagging a little faster like a dog when you keep saying its name.
7: (laughs) (laughs) He gestures to the seats. Oh. Hal takes one.
4: Quite comfortable.
7: All right, let's start here. He puts his hands on Hal's shoulders. What do you want, darling?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, maybe just sort of clean up the. Uh, my kind of gesture at my head. It's been a little bit since I've had a <sighs> haircut. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah.
2: <sighs> yeah.
7: All right. All right. What about the rest? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the team.
4: Let's talk about a fallow crown. Are we focusing on the the neck up or everything? Go Tell me on. everything
7: you're thinking. Tell me everything. Just give me swatches. Give me concepts. Give me styles. Now, I was thinking about royalty, right? Fallow crown. Big, solid idea. Lots of symbolism there. What do you think?
6: I don't want to look all pompous and...
7: Nah, nah, so not that is. kind of royalty. I'm thinking bedraggled, run down, something kind of rotten and falling apart. I like her sword. I like her shield. Petty. Yes? Your style seems to be big on my mind. Thank you.
4: I think we had decided on some colors that we felt fond of. What's that? Well, sort of like the patinaed tealed color with a copper mm. and honey.
7: You're singing to me.
4: And uh, a fair amount of black accents. Black. Yeah,
7: black. That'll work. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the color's what matters. Look, black with color, it's, it's a gamble. But we can do with it. We can we can work with it.
4: I'm not going to have much of an option, he says, holding his hands up that are just like charcoal.
7: Ooh, what's going on here?
4: Uh, side effect of strange magics.
7: I don't mess with that stuff. No, no, no. You're not going to get any of that magic nonsense here. I'm not going to be trying to, like, cast spells on you, pull off your skin. That's their job. He points to the other rooms. I'm here to do what's right. And that's with real, actual makeup. We're going to be talking, like, good clothing. We're going to be doing with st- stuff like that. Don't even worry about it. All right, this is going to take some time, but from my calculation, we're going to be able to get out of here and we're going to get you to your press conference. You excited about it?
4: Yes, Not I, at all. <laughs> I think so.
7: You shut up with that snarky mouth, Gaspar, you beautiful bitch. They're going to put us in a zone of truth. I'm going to put you over my knee and powder your bottom if you don't shut up.
6: <laughs> I mean, my dead gray skin could probably use some powder. That's
4: a lot of lot of powder on that back end. <laughs> Oh, he's
7: packing some cake.
6: That's going to be one sugar-dusted cake.
4: Oh, I love it. So,
7: as he starts working on you, he talks about himself. So, my name's Claude Muckraker. I know. I know. Claude. <laughs> Family name. Yeah, my whole family's a bunch of Muckrakers. They're Muckrakers for ages. I'm originally from New York City.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
7: used to be called New... <laughs> used to be called New Asimar, Dam, but they sold it to Yorks for a song.
4: Wow. Yep. Now it's Hugh Manhattan. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Nobody goes to Hugh Manhattan if they can help it, but uh, that's where I live most of my life. They wanted me to be a muckraker, too. You see, we're on top of a bunch of uh, residuum silt, and that makes some amazing arcane, uh, what do they call it, ceramics. But uh, I just couldn't be a muckraker. My dad's a muckraker. His dad's a muckraker. His dad, I think, was a bursar or something, but uh, I didn't want to continue the line. So I just got into this thing.
4: I've raked my share of muck. It's an honourable job.
7: Is that a euphemism, my avos? You look like the kind of guy who gets down and dirty on a regular.
4: Uh, is this a sex thing?
7: <laughs> what? Well, that's just awkward when you bring it up like that, but yeah.
4: No, I meant in the field, with a rake and muck.
7: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love you guys. You're the absolute best. Look, I'm sorry for giving you trouble, Hal. You gotta understand. I, I, got, I got bad times with the asthma.
3: Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I could understand. Uh, uh, my look's already sort of been through a development process, and uh, I can definitely understand being excited about your craft and handling, and I kind of gesture at I have a, a more uh, natural canvas. See, that's
7: the problem. You're too focus grouped. You look like you were put together by a committee. I'm not into
3: it. If you really want to go bold with it, though, you let me know. I am both intimidated and delighted by this idea. (laughs) You look like
7: a paladin, but you've been leaning hard into that barbarian thing. Uh, Maybe right now you want to be clean cut, whatever. But down the line, you want to get down and dirty. There's no better way
1: than getting into the muck. And then he begins to work in earnest. At first, he seems focused, then driven, then nearly mad, eyes wild, as he begins to do everything he can to craft you into exactly what you describe, and exactly what he sees in his mind. The press awaits with bated breath, magic at the ready. They practically sizzle with anticipation as the doors swing open, and in you each walk, showing off your new style. Hal steps out onto the stage, and
3: he's always tailored his look to fit what people think of when they think of a hero. Tall, an athletic build, tastefully tanned, platinum blonde hair, which is interspersed periodically with platinum blonde filaments which glint in the correct lighting, and he's always in the correct lighting. (laughs) The left side of his head is clean-shaven in an undercut, and at the top of his head, his hair begins to extend down the right side, ending just a little past his ear, above his jawline. While once he quaffed it to appear perfectly messy, it's now more ruggedly unkempt. The amount of time it takes him to achieve this look is completely unchanged. Hal's sun-drenched skin is intricately inlaid with razor-thin, filigree-like platinum designs in elaborate celestial geometric patterns he's been told prophesy the story of his life. But no one he's ever met has ever been able to read them and reveal their meaning. Most of the time, his eyes are a deep and otherworldly blue with a slight luminescence, but they shift to a blazing fiery gold when he calls forth his angelic power. The biggest change in Hal's appearance is in his clothing. His flowing and open top, as well as his cloak of billowing, are now a dark and rich teal, his leathers earthier and a more subdued brown, and his glove tight athletic trousers a deep caramel. His armor, what of it he still wears, has changed dramatically. Gone are the gold details on mirror chromed steel, in their place, a dark and distinguished patina with tasteful bronze accents. As he approaches the stage, he briefly activates his radiant consumption and battle glamour, the metallic lines on his body lighting up in incandescent fury, his eyes blazing like twin suns, and the metals heating to a burning white hot. The impression of wings extends from his body, and his glamour enhances this, interlacing his clothing with molten threads and heating the blades of his weapons. Cinders flicker and flit around him in his aura, and his head is encircled by a crown-like halo of golden fire.
4: Nice. Iavos. Iavos steps into the room following Hal. Whereas once Iavos had loose-hanging dark robes of brown and red wine stitched together with thick twine and dangling ornaments of household objects, his new robes are more form-fitting, well-cut, showing that while he woke up quite sickly and old, there is some muscle mass being built through all of the questing. He's fit for an old man.
2: Hmm.
4: His shoulders are broad, and they look good with the dark cloak hanging off of him. It has a rich copper lining. His robes are held closed in the front by a teal thread that goes from the high collar of his neck down to his feet, where the robe split at the bottom. The buckles on his wrists and on his new belts are a dark bronze. And where once objects dangled, loose, clinking, making noise in the hallways of every dungeon, they are now affixed, tight, strapped to pockets and compartments made to hold them, display them proudly, but bind them close. And his tall quill staff sparkles with a faint dark green light at the tip of it as he walks, not seeming to need it for support, but carrying it proudly. And as he makes it to the stage and turns around next to Hal, he simply gives the audience a warm bow, which seems to fill the air with the comforting smell of baked bread and fresh grass. Hmm. I like it.
1: Gaspar. The cut through
6: Gaspar's neck is cleaned up, fully exposing flesh and bone. It is obvious he is headless. (laughs) He wears a viridian green dolman jacket adorned with exquisite but well-worn patinated bronze embroidery. Mm -hmm. His trousers are similarly fashioned and have a stripe of satin down the side seam. They are torn and frayed in the thighs and knees, revealing patches of pallor skin. A matching police overcoat hangs loosely over his left shoulder, fastened by cord and tired stone buttons. The embroidery pattern is that of a rising fractal of grasping leafless branches. The fur trim along the collar and cuffs are a luxurious ochre brown, but ruined by bloodstains. His tawny riding boots are unpolished, but conditioned. Where once his head was secured by netting that of a buoy, instead, secured to Gaspar's hip, is the severed head of a broad-featured elderly man with chatoyant red eyes donning a tarnished crown. Two of the crown's tines are bent downwards to hook onto Gaspar's barrel sash. Trails of dried blood originate from barbs in the band of the crown. The eyes and mouth of the severed head are agape, locked in an expression of a remorseful command. A faint pink glow emanates from its orifices, and Gaspar takes a deep bow to the crowd. Mwah. He looks like he had just killed The royal guard captain <laughs> Looted his body Killed the king And fell to the kingdom
5: I love it So good Penny There is a brief moment of silence After Gaspar sits down at the table Before Penelope steps out onto the stage As she enters the auditorium She is accompanied by an eruption of dancing lights and fairy fire. Compared to when she first arrived on Zenith, the silhouette of Penny Farthing has changed dramatically. She's taller, somehow slightly curvier, and her antlers, no longer small velvety nubs, are long, two-pronged, sharp, and bone white. The tines of these horns are decorated with small, jewel-encrusted rings. Her hair, once a wild mop of black-brown curls, is now somewhat longer, having not been cut since she arrived, more shaped, more intentional. It falls about her shoulders. It's much more mature, much more glamorous. She still has the same honey-brown eyes with flecks of gold, But now, framing them is a metallic bronze eyeshadow and winged black eyeliner. Penny's leather armor, still sleeveless, is much more form-fitting. The individual components of it are sculpted to look like leaves and other plant life that's wrapping around her torso. Each piece painted a dark antique bronze with green patina around the edges, all of this contrasting against the light sea green of the inside of her cape, though the outside is a rich midnight green. As she moves on stage, almost dancer-like in her steps, she does a short twirl, spinning her armored skirt, and then disappears in an explosion of golden sparkles that flutter down to the stage. And she suddenly reappears in her chair.
1: You all take your seat. Opposite you, dozens upon dozens of journalists stare you down. The crest of the LUQ hovers large behind you, punctuating the importance of this moment. And to either side, banners, depicting the stump of a tree in burnished bronze, upturned calling to mind images of a crown, nestled in its roots a bright blue flame, All set on a field of teal. The official logo of the Fallow Crown. Let's see. Oh, uh, this one time, my dad caught me pushing marbles into my... Stop!
0: Stop right there. Mm -mm. Oh, thank gods you're back. Please put a muzzle on him. Hey, rude. On the note of unexpected returns, Jelinek, Eric Cochran storm-themed multicaster, has returned from his protracted hiatus and joined with recent hero rank edition, Raptor's Lament. He really puts the Strom in Maelstrom. He, (laughs) He sure does, Dirk. I would have pointed out the Raptor analogy myself, but good one. In other news, the Fallow crown has announced
1: a press conference to be held at the Chariot Resort on the ring.
0: This will be the first public appearance of the newly minted hero team since their disappearance to parts unknown at the behest of their administrator.
1: I bet the commissioner is hoping to put his best foot forward.
0: Lords, Dirk. Man's in a wheelchair. Just read the prompt. You remember. Like you did when you actually cared about the job. Oh no. I've lost motivation. My acting coach says that's the first step towards being a washed up has-been. You never were, Dirk. Here's your motivation. If you don't start performing this incredibly simple task with adequate results, you'll have to buy your own food.
1: With new team members, new franchises, and new records being set, Hero Rank is set for a hard comeback after a long stretch of mediocre ratings and lackluster quests. I, for one, am excited to see what the rest of this season has in store.
0: See, that wasn't so hard, was it? (laughs) (coughs) See you next time, folks. That's it. Get it all out. You did great. Maybe next time aim away from my dragonhide loafers. Just a thought. <sighs>
3: Yeah, Hell
4: yeah. Mm. This is a sweet map. I can't Woo. wait to see what happens here. And Zesty then,
3: fashion. It's a very cool map.
5: I should have written something down for that episode. That's yeah, I didn't either.
3: Zach, Zach told us, be ready with your descriptions. And I was like, I'll be ready with my description.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, It was in my head, but not like, yeah, you know. yeah. See, it, I,
3: I slightly cheated because I'd already given the long form description of what Hal looks like to the, the art and media channel on Discord. Mm-hmm. So I just cut and paste that and then there updated it. There you go. If you want a full description of how, the Arden Media channel on our Discord. Smart. So let's
1: go ahead and move this along. I'm gonna roll that die.
3: It's one for Michael. Hey, it's me. Guess what I just mentioned? The Discord.
1: No fooling. No, yeah. We're not doing
3: all that. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying you should do that. But play of the game, an MVP. I mean, not really much. <laughs> yeah. this was. It was. It was me and Penny's challenges i liked your challenge mm-hmm. um
5: and i liked that i got to lay in a sunbeam you did get to lay in a sunbeam and in i mm-hmm. i don't know if this happened but my head cannon is that i got to pet gilder
4: <laughs> <laughs> i think mvp is muckraker and okay. play of the game is killing Hal with his dick out from the fish <laughs> guy
5: okay no i i agree um if for no other reason than performing Muckraker ruined Zach's
1: voice yes that's uh, fair all right
3: words. yeah is, I will I will, award, of, is... I will award MVP to Muckraker
1: that kind of gravelly heavy deep New York shit is just not oh, it's great hard. for my higher registers Claude 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 Muckraker Claude Muckraker
3: I'm guessing it's like C L A U D E, not like C L A W E D. C
1: L O D
4: Oh, oh okay. Claude. Claude. Oh it's, right. uh, it's, it's... Uh, it's actually C L A W Yeah, I was I was waiting for I was gotcha, waiting for gotcha. Claude. Like yeah, Dirt Claude. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes okay. sense. His family were
6: Muckrakers
1: His name is Claude. Alright. <laughs> also he's an orc. I was so sure there was like an E and I, a G yeah. and nope. H, a P and mm-hmm. an R. Claude. All right. I, you know, I specifically wanted him not to have, like, a really flowery name. I wanted it to just be, like, Claude Muckraker. Muckraker. <laughs> on his birth certificate, it's just a piece of dirt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's just it's a, it's a,
3: a, dirt. a of yeah. yeah. Well, uh, does anyone have any announcements to announcement? Nothing staring down me. No, it's very um, quiet we time. We did
1: just register for uh, Rose City Comic Con next or this Jeez. year, 2022. So, yeah. hopefully, we'll Hell get in on that. Yeah. And if so, we hope to see you in Portland around that time. Should be somewhere in the neighborhood of September.
3: September-ish.
5: Yeah, that's Shit, usually yes. when Rose City is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be super cool. I I want to do more. with The it last LUQ
3: panel was quite a bit of fun. Yeah, we got to try to get a booth too if we can. Maybe. Yeah, for, uh,
5: that's um, what no, I'm so thinking.
4: Cool. Can nice you have to man merch? Merch. the booth, though. You do have to man the
3: booth? Yeah, yes. but we have lots
4: of friends that would come and do that for an. Hour oh, I do a live it. Show. All right, all right. Well, during a live show is what I mean. Uh, uh, any yeah, other yeah, announcements?
1: No other announcements that I can think of. We've got MVP. We've got play of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, any uh, dishonorable mentions?
4: Oh. Dishonorable Any fuck use you'd like to give out? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Gilder for being too darn cute. Ah, oh, jeez. Big kid. Rufus
3: for doing nothing that entire scene. <laughs> Come on, Rufus. Pull your weight in this encounter. I, I have already canonically pet Rufus. Yes, <laughs> that is true. I guess then that's probably... Mostly it, but I was about to say theater. I wouldn't have to pause for yeah. I'm I'm so
5: used to Zach
3: thanking people. Uh, yeah, we're going when we go around the table here. that I'm not used to having to thank Mr. Sam Hediger the Ediger for editing this episode, including my retake of my description, which he had to clip in at a different time, and Brie Golden for a map that is yet upcoming. But I have faith that it will be very good because they always are.
5: I'd like to quickly double both of those things because I forgot two or two episodes ago.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) When Dana did her outro, also, thank (coughs) you, Sam. Thank you, Bree. And as we go into the press conference, Hal's greatest fear, wish us luck.